0: Well, 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 what a time we are living in, what a time we are living in, (laughs) we are living in um, biblical proportions, according to some people, we are living in a time where people don't know what to do, Um, their bank account. Won't do anything for them in this time um, will do very little if anything at all um, uh you know the things your vices the things that you you rather run to in times like this they're they're running out of these things what say what say ye what are we supposed to do? How then should we live? Oh, man, I mean, it's so frustrating. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. It is so frustrating. And if I feel this way, I can't imagine how God feels. I can't imagine how our Lord feels. It's like, man, if you don't know me by now, you know what I mean? It's kind of like that, you know, it's kind of like that. song. if you don't know me by now. You know, but um, we we thank God to have a God that wants to be known and longs to be known and will do pretty much anything to shake us up in order for us to know him. (laughs) So for some of you who um A lot of people have hit me up and, you know, they sent me like, let me not say a lot of people. A few people hit me up and, you know, they sent me some articles. They might have asked the question like, yo, Keith, is this the beginning of the end? All of that type of stuff. And I just want you to, you know, in all these signs of the end times and all of that. Listen, God has been telling us since his you know Jesus has been telling us since his son Jesus has been telling us since he left look get your house in order i'm coming back you know he has been telling us that this world is going down that this is a fallen world in it in it is no good thing i'm 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 coming to create a new heaven, a new earth. I'm creating a kingdom not made by human hands. We fight so much to preserve this this space. And I understand it. this is the only physical space that we know. That's what, again, my, my people, it is so important. And I, I am just speaking from the heart in this moment. I, I just feel it necessary just to speak from the heart and speak speak to what's going on and not, not necessarily from the heart, but from what I feel is, you know, my heart anchored in, in Jesus, you know, am I worried about anything? No, you know, and do, am I like, you know, would I like to get back to life as usual, get back to business as usual in some aspects? Yes in some aspects no um i had someone um i saw a post the other day about um saw a post the other day about um the coronavirus um and the the social distancing that we've been doing is of of the devil that is from the pit of hell and i thought about it i'm like that's that's a little extreme I think I think when we give too much credence to the enemy for things going on in this world, um, we're forgetting who God is and how he has the whole world in the palm of his hands and how the enemy can't do anything that God isn't allowing him to do. It is all for his glory. You know, the enemy may have one one idea about it. The enemy may, you know, maybe doing his thing, but God is doing an ultimate thing. I want to say to you all, be be don't fear unless your faith isn't in the Lord. And then I would say, if you are fearful and your faith isn't in the Lord, I would say, put your faith in him. Put your trust in him. This it's, it's so funny. It's like, you know, I don't believe anything. I don't believe in anything that I can't see is what people say. But we can't see this thing and everybody's running to the hills. But the Bible says, look to the hills. I look to the hills from whence cometh my help and my help comes from the Lord. Please, 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 ma'am, please, sir, put your faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. These are perilous times and they have been. They've always been. You know, we, we you know, from the moment that we sin against God, these have been perilous times. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, we, we're seeing it firsthand, you know, people, they don't, they don't know who to trust. They don't know what to trust, you know, they don't know who to come to. They don't know who to stay away from, but you know, but going back to the post on Instagram, you know, someone posted that post about it being, you know, it's from the enemy. And I'm like, listen, I think God is doing a great work. Even in this, you got people You've got families forced to be with one another, um and, and have conversations and forced to care for one another and look at one another differently and having to put put other people first before you put yourself. It is this is literally separating the wheat from the tear. Who's selfish? <laughs> Who's really for themselves? You know? Um who Who's really considerate of other people, you know, who is, you know, who's, you know, who's not relying on their own ideals about how things should go and all of that. It's really, it's very, it's very telling. And, um, the enemy, again, the enemy might have a plan, but so what? So what? If your soul is anchored in Jesus, what are we worried about? and I would say, I would say to anyone, you know, that, um, even if we do come in contact with this, um, virus and for, you know, you have to say for yourself, you have to say that this thing is affecting people. That means that it's real. If it's affecting people, this is happening. People are dying from this. Older people are dying. People in other countries, so on and so forth. Things aren't Always working out on the up and up in regards to this. But you have to say, you have to say to yourself, you have to say to yourself that this thing is, it is happening. So what am I going to do? We don't have anything but time right now, you know? We don't have anything but time to get done the projects that we've been waiting to do. You know or or brainstorm at least the things that we've been trying to do, have the conversations with the person that we we've been saying that we're gonna have the conversation with or write whatever we said that we were gonna write, listen to what whatever we said we were gonna listen to um pray whenever we said we was gonna pray, you know what I mean all of this type of stuff there's so many we look at life. We always look at stuff like if something isn't going exactly perfect the way that we want it to, that means that it's going completely awry and everything is in disarray. You have to understand this is not your world. It's not yours. It's not yours. And and life doesn't work how you want it to work. So you have to maneuver in life. You have to maneuver in life. You have to pivot in life. You have to learn how to say, "Okay, well, this didn't work. Let's go this way. Let's try this." Well, that happened. I'm I'm prepared for this now because that happened. You got to be prepared for that because life brings variables. But you know, we we don't live in a very resilient. I'll be honest, as millennials and in, in in Generation Xers. We are not the most resilient of people, but but learn that that's what the Bible talks about. The Bible talks about look, I, you know, perseverance, work of patience, and patience work work of character, all of those things. Then the Bible, Jesus said, and I think as believers, we and not even just as believers, as believers, we might a lot of us might look at it very differently in in, the, in a Christ like manner, but unbelievers they'll say, well, if Jesus. If Jesus is God, or if God is God as 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 He says He is, why did He allow this? Why did He allow that? Da, da 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 da. The Bible says, Jesus says in John chapter sixteen, verse thirty-three, "In this life you will have tribulation. You will." He was like, "Look, I'm I'm promising you, you're going to have troubles. There's going to be issues. There's going to be things that come to you that you don't like. There's going to be problems in your life." But he says this. This is the part that should comfort you. But take heart. For I have overcome the world. He's overcome the world. Therefore we can overcome the world. He's overcome it. He's an overcomer. Therefore we are overcomers. We're overcomers twofold. Our big brother Jesus did it. And and, and his Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So we can overcome it as well. But also... Because he's overcome it, he's a great high priest. He understands, look, they're going to have tribulation down here. So I'm going to help them overcome this. I just want to say thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for sending your son who we're going to learn a little bit more about today. And no, no, um, no, uh, <laughs> no virus is going to stop me. In, in sharing the word of God it took me a minute to get out of bed today um after work i am working from home currently it's not the it's not ideal for me um i i wasn't um i am but I you know i work from home for myself for two years but this is much different you know you working on your own schedule you know you keep your own times you work and then you also not you're not you don't have to be confined to a house, you know. So again, right now I'm in the, I'm in the car, able to shout, able to scream as loud as I want to, you know, in the vehicle. But, but, but yes, you know. Um, I forgot my point. <laughs> Got my point. Lord help me remember my points today. Um, but. But yes, so nothing, thank you, Lord, nothing will, will stop me from sharing this with you. I, I made a promise to you all to continue and to finish this and that I don't want there to be a missed week of sharing and proclaiming the gospel and getting through this book of John and um, just getting down to the crux of who Jesus is and who he says that he is and And because there's so much more that we got to get into and that I would love to get into. But again, if you don't understand who Jesus is, the mass majority of this will never make sense because the Bible, all 66 books, talk about Jesus. And that's, you know, here's the apologist in me. Um, Well, why aren't all of these other books in the Bible? Well, first of all... (laughs) Again, this isn't Barnes and Nobles. The Bible is not. The Bible is a library. That's what Bible means. It's a library of books. But you, it's not. It's not Barnes and Nobles to where you go up to the counter and say, "I really like this book. This book is important to me. This book needs to be in your catalog." That's not how the Bible works. The Bible tells us about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, from Genesis to Revelation. It is about Jesus. It is about the word of God. So um, I just want to say hello. Thank you. Welcome to I Pray This Helps. And I think this is episode 16 um, and we will be getting into John chapter five if we aren't already there. Um, and yeah, let's just pray I strengthen the Lord as we uh, get ready to delve into his word. Um, let's pray right now before we even go to commercial and all of that type of stuff. Let's just pray. Father, there are no commercials, <laughs> not yet, any, at least, but father, I I thank you, Lord, for all that you are, all that you are doing and how even in this, Lord God, you are still God. And it's not just because our faith doesn't waver that you are still God. Like you be God, even if we didn't have faith that you were God. You, you, you know, you prefer us and you need us to have faith in you. That is the only thing that pleases you without faith. It is impossible to please you, but God, you are God and God alone. You don't need our help being God. We need your help to, to, to be us. We need your help to sustain and, and to remain and to, you know, remain any place we need you, whether we know it or not. And when, whenever we're acknowledging it or not, we need you. So Lord, I just pray right now that you, um, cover the, the whole world as you have already been doing, um, how you have never um, we're never out of your sight, we're never out of your presence. You sit high and you look low, you know what's what is going on. I don't say this from a standpoint of 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 fear. I'm saying these things to help comfort my brothers and my sisters who are listening to this and those who aren't listening to this and will never listen to this but i just I just pray this prayer right now, knowing that you are God, knowing that you care about us. Lord, I just pray that you would, um, as you see this situation, your word says that you hear before before we even pray, you hear us. And while we are praying, you you listen. So thank you, Lord God, for listening to us. You've already heard us and you're already going forth and in, in doing whatever it is that needs to be done in the world. Touch every doctor um on this case and, and every doctor period touch every nurse lord god in in america in in the world abroad lord god we we thank you for what they're doing over there in china lord god i pray that they would come to know you as a pardon of their sins lord god i pray for i pray for um all the people that have been inflicted with this disease, with this virus, Lord God, as you are healing many people, Lord God, and you're using people to do it. Lord, I pray that you would continue to heal more. I pray for a vaccine. I pray for um full recoveries for everyone that has ever, ever even come encounter with this. I pray for knowledgeability. I pray for um wisdom in our country. I pray for wisdom in the other countries. I pray for for humility to to follow suit where we would listen where we need to listen, Lord God, and speak when we need to speak. But ultimately in this moment Lord God it's a time where we I feel that we need to listen because it's being eradicated in other countries right now. So Lord God I pray that we would listen and that we would be humble and that you would um as that you would use this as a tool to humble us. But Lord like your servant said, but Lord do it in your loving kindness. Do it in your loving kindness. We thank you Lord God for all that you are doing. We thank you Lord God for for knowing that you are good and all things work out together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. So Lord God, as you are moving in this earth, as you are moving and as you are doing your will, Allow us to remember that you are good and your mercies endure forever. We love you and we praise you and we glorify you and we give thanks. We pray and we trust you, Lord God. We say thank you, Lord God, for delivering us. We say thank you, Lord God. I pray that many people come to you. Many people come to you and, and trust you for who you are, Lord God, through this situation, Lord God, that they would, um, that they would humble themselves and fall upon their knees and say, look, we didn't get ourselves out of this predicament. It was only God. It was only the God of the Bible that was able to do this. It was only the God, the one who Jesus speaks about. It was only Jesus Christ who did this. So Lord God, show yourself strong. Lord, your word says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me, Lord God. So, Lord God, be lifted up in this in this situation. Be lifted up amongst the nations. Be lifted up amongst the countries. Be lifted up amongst the continents. Be lifted up and be lifted high. We love you and we praise you and we glorify you. It is in your precious son, Jesus' name. Oh, I almost forgot, Lord, as we are getting ready to delve into your word, um, Lord, let it pop out. On the page lord god let just show yourself through 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 this word lord god we ask you lord god for forgiveness for all of our sins um you know so that we can really hear hear from you lord god we ask for forgiveness of sins of omission and sins of commission sins that we knew about sins that we didn't even know about lord god forgive us so that we can hear your word and hear it hear it very clearly and hear you very clearly And whatever it is that you have to say to us in this passage, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Hey guys, my name is Keith and this is I Pray This Helps. And I do indeed pray this helps. John chapter 5. Today I will be reading from the New American Standard Bible. Um, again, you can read from whatever Bible you would like to. Um, but if you, but just make sure that it's the actual Bible. Okay. Um, there's multiple translations. It's okay. It's okay to read both. To, it's okay to read different translations of, of, of the Bible. Okay. As long as it lines up with other scriptures. Okay. Um, John chapter 5 verse 1 Oh, real quick before I even get into that, I want to say thank you to um Chanel Ingram who reminded me of the and I completely forgot about this, but the man that I was talking about last episode um who who was um who whose uh, voice got taken away, it was um Zechariah and Elizabeth. It was Zechariah And Elizabeth, him him and his wife. So his wife believed they were older. His wife believed he didn't believe he was laughing. And that's, yeah, so there you go. The healing, John chapter 5. And um, I don't know how far we'll read, but we won't get, we won't finish the whole chapter 5. It is very long and Jesus is going in, in chapter 5. You see, if you have a red letter Bible, and all that means that is that um, where the words are in red, that is when Jesus is speaking. So don't be alarmed if you don't have a red-letter Bible. But if you do have a red-letter Bible, you'll see that all of this stuff in red, you know, Jesus is really going in. A lot of it is in red. That just means Jesus is speaking, and it's the most important thing to listen to. Nothing else is important. You know, if if that's not, a, like, that is of most importance, if Jesus is saying it, that is of most importance. Everything else we get is from what Jesus is saying. He is the word. <sighs> Let me read this. John chapter five. <laughs> John chapter five. I, 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 Lord, we didn't even get in chapter five yet. Okay. So, you know, again, I'm keeping in mind that people have told me, Hey man, break it down. Even more. So, like, I just feel like every, not everything, because I don't think you guys are stupid, but sometimes I'll feel the need to explain because the enemy is so, like, the enemy tries, he'll try to find little ways into, into, into things and turn stuff into lies for people. So... You know, you, you won't believe, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that people have come to believe just because of lies that they've been told about scripture. So rather than just skip over stuff and think that people know about it or think that, oh, well, everyone knows about this. No one knows everything. OK, no one knows anything. No one knows any, anything about everything. You know, what I mean, or whatever I'm saying, I'm just talking. But so so if you understand it, great then just know that I'm not talking to you in that moment or know that I'm just reinforcing whatever it is that you already know. But um, yeah, I'm going to break it down as much as possible for the person that might not know in that moment and it might just click for them, okay? So John chapter 5, and I promise no further ado. John chapter 5, uh, verse 1. All these things... After all these things, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a, a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porticoes, or porticos. I'm going to have to look that up. And these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered waiting for the moving of the waters. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the pool. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in was made well from whatever disease with which he was afflicted. A man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, And knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, Do you wish to get well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your pallet, and walk. Immediately The man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. Now it was a Sabbath on that day. So the Jews were saying, (laughs) it's so funny. I'll tell you why. So the Jews were saying to the man who was cured, it is the Sabbath and it is not permissible for you to carry your pallet. But he answered them. He who made me well was the one who said to me. Pick up your pallet and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Pick up your pallet and walk? But the man who was healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. For this reason, the Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But he answered them, my father is working until now, and I myself am working. For this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. We're going to read that again. Verse 18. And put a footnote in this because this is definitely a is that so segment coming up. <laughs> oh, Jesus never said he was God. Is that so? Verse 18, for this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Verse 19, therefore, Jesus answered and was saying to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, these things the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all the things that he himself is doing. And the father will show him greater works than these so that you will marvel. For just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son also gives life to whom he wishes. For not even the father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the son so that all will honor the son even as they honor the father. He who does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Yeah, we're going to stop right there. Verse 24. Let's pray again because this is very weighty and it's a lot to break down. Um, Lord, um, we know that you heard our first prayer. This is not why we're praying again. But Lord, um, we need you to really help us interpret this thing. Really give divine intervention and divine knowledge on whatever it is that you are sharing with us. In chapter five, um, have your way, Holy Spirit, and um, yeah, just do your thing. So I do want to say this, I never said this, and I keep I keep being remiss in saying this, but um, if you don't know, the Bible didn't have chapters until I think the early 1400s. So the Bible didn't have chapters originally and then, but now someone's going to listen and hear that and say, see, see, I knew it wasn't true. Like, well, how does that make it not true? (laughs) Like, how does that not make it true? They just put chapters in there, chapters and verses, so that people can um, make reference and saying it says right here, da 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 da, and it helps to break it up for you a little bit better because they just wrote, um, they would just write, you know what I mean? They would just write, and there would be no breaks in or chapters anything. So that's why sometimes you'll have. So take for instance, First Corinthians chapter twelve, I believe it is. You and then you'll see. Um, you'll see that the Bible says, um, it's it's talking about um, love. No, no, chapter 12, is, is it was talking about the gifts of the spirit, right? And then it was like, yeah, so you got this, you got that. And then it was like, but no, wait, wait a minute. Let me show you a more excellent way. There's a, there's a more excellent way. And in chapter 13, the more excellent way was love. So it just broke it up. You know what I mean? You just broke it up. But, like, if you don't break it up, you'll get it in a whole nother sense. Like, oh, that's the more greater thing. You don't see it, like, but you might see it like, oh, chapter 13 is just now moving to love. It's like, no, no, love is the greater thing, you know? So, you might not get it like that, but going forward, whenever you look at the Bible and when you read the Bible, understand it like that. You know what I mean? You could break it up into chapters. You could break it up into verses, And it's fine. Again, it's 66 books and you want people to be able to reference it, but also have the understanding with you that originally it didn't have chapters and verses so that if ever you may get stuck on something, you can have that in in your back pocket and say, okay, now it might make sense because again, I have to remember there were no chapters and verses. Okay. Just wanted to say that I've always, I've always neglected to say that but I never had like a real point to say it. Not even now, <laughs> but you know, it's good to know. It's very good to know. So let's start from chapter one. You know how we do. After these things, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Jesus is always eating. I'm I'm trying to tell you <laughs> he's always eating. He loved to party. <laughs> he did. He loved to kick it. He, uh, he loved to kick it. He loved to eat. He, he loves to eat. He loves the party. It's it's a thing. It's a whole thing. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with getting on down. Ain't ain't, ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Because a Holy Ghost party don't stop. Jesus was partying. Loved to feast. Verse, verse 2. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool. Which is called in Hebrew Bethesda having now uh, so if you ever see beth in the beginning of of something like Bethesda, or beth or beth Bethesda, um beth means house so it was house of i think Esda meant house of healing so that's really what it was so if you see Beth, in and there's like usually a, hy- a hyphen so beth you know it's is house of house of letham you know what I mean? So that's really what it is. House of. And we'll find. Uh, I needed to do more research. My bad. Um, but, you know, you might want to look that up. It's, this is a good footnote. House of. Um, having five porticos. Don't, I'm pretty sure those are. Um, I don't know. I'm not even going to begin to infer on that. Forgive me. Verse three. <laughs> so they're at the pool. A very important pool. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the waters. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. So so time out, time out, time out, time out. This part was inserted later to help you get understanding of why the people were at the the pool. So in the, the earlier manuscripts, This part in here where it says, um, waiting for the moving of the waters for an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. It wasn't, it wasn't in the original manuscripts. This is and as you can see in some of your Bibles, it's in parentheses to help people better understand exactly why, why they, they were there and why they were believing for it to be, um, this healing pool because, Um, The myth was an angel of the Lord was actually coming down to to put water. I mean, you know, to touch it so that people could be healed. So whether it was true or not, we don't know. We don't know. And I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to be down with it and say, yeah, I would. I believe that God would would probably do something like that ever, ever so often. It's a sign. It's a foretaste of what was to come. God would do, you see that all throughout scriptures. You'll see the foretaste of Jesus's coming all throughout scriptures. You'll see, you know, it is, it is giving people something to hope for and to hope towards. So, so yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, yes, that's just Keith. This is not, you don't have to believe it. You're not, not a Christian if you don't believe it. But yes, personally, me knowing that God is a good God and knowing that God is always was always doing stuff to like drop bombs and drop hints on Jesus is coming, and so Jesus could do dope stuff like this to fulfill scripture, yeah, um boom, um, so yes where where are we? um verse four. Read it again for an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in was made well for whatever from whatever disease with which he was afflicted. So if I was if I was the first one in the pool, first come, first serve. If I'm in the pool first, then yeah, I'm, I'm healed. Verse five. A man was there who had been ill for 38 years. Verse six, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition. He said to him, do you wish to get well? Now, that's kind of like a funny question, right? Like if, if you're if you're the man or if you're anyone, if you're if you're there. And and you see this man at the pool. Oh god, thank you Lord. You see all oh, this is so many of us. You see this man, you see this man, he's in position. He's in position. He's at the pool. He he's he's got the right stuff, right? He's 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 afflicted. He's he's been afflicted for 38 years. That's longer than a lot of us listening to this podcast have been alive. <laughs> um He's been afflicted for 38 years. He's at the pool. He's probably like mad close to the pool. Like, yo, if I can, I'm going to just be the first person in here. It'll be a wrap. He's set to go. And Jesus, Jesus knowing all things, Jesus knowing all things, because it says right here, it says right here, it says that he knew that he had been there a long time. So he knew, he knew he had been in that state for a long time. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, do you wish to get well real quick? Sickness was always symbolic, especially in these times. Sickness was in, in to a, to their detriment. A lot of times sickness was, um, indicative of living a life of sin. So if you were sick, it was a clear indicator to them that you were in sin in some sort of sin, either you sinned or your parents sinned, and you were cursed because of your parents' sin. That was their school of thought, so Jesus knowing this acts and and i we'll get back to that. We will circle back around to that. I promise you, and if I don't, you missed it because i i can't I can't skip over it. It's impossible um A man was there who had been ill for 38 years when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition. He said to him, do you wish to get well? Jesus, why did you ask this man that he's been there and he's been sick for 38 years? You know this, you know that he, you know that (laughs) I'm at this pool where people can get made whole and be cleansed. What? What do you mean? (sighs) Ah, yes. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Okay. I'm going to save it. So he was... Okay. The man was ill for 38 years. Okay. And Jesus asked him, does he wish to get well? I'm not trying to skirt over that. We'll come back to it. Verse 7. The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man. To put me into the pool. When the water is stirred up. But while I am coming. Another steps down before me. Jesus said to him. Get up. Pick up your pallet. And walk. Immediately the man became well. And picked up his pallet. And began to walk. Do you know that when when Jesus tells you to do something. You are now equipped to do it. Period. When Jesus tells you to do something, when the Lord tells you to do something, you are now empowered, you are now capable, you are now equipped, you are now um, impelled even to do it. He's not going to tell you to do something that that he's not going to make you able to do. So this man picks up immediately, the man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. Now, it was the Sabbath on that day. This is why I'm laughing. Jesus was always healing people. Jesus was always doing miracles. and Jesus, But moreover than that, Jesus was always doing this stuff <laughs> on the Sabbath. <laughs> he was always doing this stuff on the days that he wasn't, quote unquote, supposed to be doing it. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, Jesus is so funny to me. He was always doing stuff that he wasn't, quote unquote, supposed to be doing. It was to say, it was to say, number one, number one, I never intended for this to be that. So here's the thing. What's the big deal of Jesus doing this on the Sabbath? Let's keep reading. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. So the Jews were saying to the man who was cured, it is the Sabbath and it is not permissible for you to carry your pallet. So thank you. Here we are. So the man carrying anything on the Sabbath was illegal. Why was it illegal? Because there was a scripture uh, or there was a law in the Old Testament. Law, one of the many 600 plus laws that Moses gave was saying that you aren't supposed to do any work. You weren't supposed to do any work on the Sabbath. So what these dudes, the Pharisees and all of these people, what they said was, well, we don't know what work is at this point. We don't know what work is at this point. So we'll say anything over five twigs, we'll consider it work. If it weighs more than five twigs worth, that's work. So we can't do it. And so this man carrying his pallet, of course, it weighed more than five twigs. So again, I was trying, I'm trying to tell y'all they were putting laws on top of laws. This is the problem with religion. Keep telling y'all, and everybody's like calling Christianity a religion. No, I've come to do away with religion. <laughs> I've come to do away with this. You're putting laws on top of laws. You're, you, you know what I mean. I, I tried. I put this on y'all to say that y'all can't do this. And instead of saying, "Yo, we can't do this. We need someone. Please, Lord God, save us." You said, "All right, well, we're gonna try to do this ourselves." So instead of, so we're gonna, we gonna make sure that we don't fall into sin. We don't know what what is considered work to God. So instead of asking God what's work, even you know what I mean. At the bare least, like Lord, reveal to us what's work. You say, we're going to, we're going to put laws on this. So no, you not, a, basically don't leave your house <laughs> like today, <laughs> but I had to do mad work today, but so they put laws on top of laws so that they would not sin against God, which in turn caused them to sin against God doubly over cause you put in more and more laws on this stuff. And so now you're considering it work. The Bible says to, to, um, if a man considers something sin to that man, it is sin. So I'm putting more and more laws on my stuff and I'm sinning against my dad on too. It's crazy. So now it was a Sabbath on that day. So the Jews were saying to the man, so, uh, but again, I'm telling you, Jesus was healing people on a Sabbath. And to them, that was like, that was the epitome of like, yo, you're not supposed to do this. And they've never seen healings before. So what are you talking about? But I'll say this going back to and I know I'm a little all over the place, but um, I'll say this. This man was there and he was he was sick for 38 years and he would see people go into the water. Right. For a long period of time, and he would see them get healed. So I'm I'm thinking that there was something to it, because if, if it wasn't, I'm pretty sure he would have left by now. He he was he couldn't walk. So I'm seeing these people get healed and stuff and, and go into the water and get there before me. Yeah, there might be something to it. Just a just a just a little deductive reasoning. Um, verse 11. But um, yes, let's read verse 10. So the Jews were saying to the man who was cured, it is the Sabbath. And it is not permissible for you to carry your pallet. But he answered them. He who made me well was the one who said to me, pick up your pallet and walk. I'm picking up my pallet and walk and walking because the one who healed me, the one who cured me said to pick it up and walk. So I did it. So I did it. So that's how the one who healed me of my sickness told me to do this. Did you heal me of my sickness? I know you I know you told me not to do this. I know this is the Sabbath. I know that um I'm breaking some Jewish law. I know I am. But this Jewish law did not heal me. You Pharisaical person, you you um Sadduceic person, you um anybody else around standing around making a spectacle of this situation right now, none of you healed me. He healed me. So he has divine authority. He's got authority over my life now because he did something that no one else could do. Ooh. Verse 12, they asked him, "Who is the man who said to you pick up your pallet and walk?" But the man who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. Again, I'm, you know, go back to the last episode. Jesus ain't all about the gimmicks. He ain't all about the games. It is a very personal thing. And it is for you to make it known to people who he is. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) He is personal. He is personal. There's there's nothing like like look, he there's nothing like he did it for me. You know? There's nothing like, okay, well, we saw it, but like, well, wait, wait. I was impacted by this. Personally, oh, taste and see for yourself. Also, oh, never forget, because because John continues to make mention of this. He knew people; he knew what they were. So, if we if we picture in Jesus slipping away, we don't always know what we we almost never know what's on Jesus' mind. He must have slipped away for whatever reason. It might have been a myriad of reasons as to why Jesus <laughs> slipped away. He was always doing stuff. He was always doing things. And he is always doing things. So it's like, sorry if I don't have an answer for you for that. For everything, I don't. We can ask him when we get to glory. That's the good thing, right? We can ask our Savior. We can ask the, you know, the author and the finisher of our faith. Why did you do certain things? Can't wait to see you. But the man who was healed, verse 13, was healed, did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. So remember what I was telling you before. A lot of times people would look at sin and they would look at sickness and say, Oh, you was you was sick. Because you were in sin. Clearly, apparently, this man was in sin, or he had sin for why he he couldn't walk. We don't know why he couldn't walk. We personally don't know why he couldn't walk. We can we can we can we can guess. We can we can have imagination. We don't know why. Maybe maybe someone broke his legs for gambling. <laughs> maybe um, you know. We we don't know. 38 years. What there's so much that could have happened within that time. We don't know if he if he jumped off the cliff running from someone. We don't know what it was. What what it was that he was in sin for that caused him to um to to lose his ability to walk or whatever it is. Um could it have been from birth? Yes, we can't rule that out. Again, Born in sin, born in sin, shaping in iniquity, these afflictions, these sicknesses and stuff, this is not natural. I'm trying to tell y'all, it's not natural. sickness, death, um hatred, all of this stuff is not natural. this is not God's original mandate or it's not even his mandate now this is not this is not what God intended. Hence, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Why he had to come. Why he's combating all of these things. Why he's very, um, um, in, in many ways, vociferous with his, um, with his actions against these things. Very vehement against these things. Behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse can happen that so that nothing worse happens to you. So let's not rule this out. Say that this didn't say that. Um, say that this man's sickness didn't come from, didn't come from sin, right? Say it didn't come from sin. He's still a sinner. He couldn't walk, but he still could find a way to sin. Because he's he's a sinner, he needed a savior just like we all do. So what what is the worst thing that could happen to this man? What what do you mean? What is more what what is worse than me not being able to walk? Living eternally without without God. What do we call that? We call that hell. We do. Behold, you have become well. Why have you become well? Not because you know it's bigger than oh, I made you able to walk no i able i I enabled you to walk alongside me. You believe in me. that's what makes you well. Jesus saved us from our sin sickness. Do not sin anymore. Now, is the man going to, the Bible says, do not sin anymore. I used to, I used to get tripped up on that. Like, what do you mean? Don't sin anymore. He told, he told the woman, he took, he's going to tell another woman that we, we going to see later about this. He's like, do not sin anymore. So that nothing worse can happen to you. Like, what? God, I'm going to sin again. It's like, again, you have to understand all that Jesus did. He's in him. He's in Christ now. Believe in me. Put all your weight on me. Walk in line with me. So, you know, so that you can be sure. Are you sure that you say, are you beginning to look like me? Are you beginning to, are you walking with me? Behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore. Like, my, what it means, do not live a life of sin. <laughs> do not live in sin. When you sin, repent, do not live a life of sin. Do not walk in your sin. Well, thank you for healing me. I'm going to, I can't, I can't go back the way that I was. I can't, I can't return back to the way I was because everyone's going to look at me. They're going to see that I got healed. They're going to see that I got healed. They knew that I was sick for 38 years. They knew how I was walking or end or not walking for 38 years. They're going to see me and every time I'm going to have to give this account of what Jesus did. How can I go back to being the same? I can't. It's impossible. I can't go back to being the same. Verse 15. The man went away and told the Jews, the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. See? See? All right, I, he made me well. He told me to pick up my stuff. So I picked it up and I started walking. I don't care if it's the Sabbath or not. Verse 16. For this reason, the Jews were persecuting Jesus. For this reason, the Jews, for this reason, the Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. So they already hot. They are Hot. They are hot to trot. I told you, like, fam, this is the Sabbath day. We ain't supposed to be picking up five twigs, let alone healing people. As if they seen healings before. Verse 17, but he answered them, my father is working until now. Talk that talk, Jesus. My father is working until now, and I myself am working. So I'm like, my father's working, so I'm working. My father's working, so I'm working. For this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him because he not only was breaking the Sabbath. So that's one thing. He was breaking the Sabbath. And here's another thing. Right. So for people that say that um, because someone was um, a few weeks back, someone was debating me or attempting to debate me on something I know a lot about. Thank you, Lord not to brag but i want people to debate me so that you know you might not agree with me in that moment but you're definitely going to walk away and think about it you might not agree with me because your pride won't allow you to agree with me i know how pride works i'm very prideful i can be very prideful so i know how it works um but you you definitely will think about it that's for that's for sure so you know so that uh you know a person was talking to me or you know, attempting to argue with me because of something that I posted on Instagram. I was saying Jesus, um, he lived, he lived, he died, and he rose, and he he did miracles, and all of this stuff is documented. And it was like, where is this documented that he made miracles, that he did miracles in the Bible? I was like, no, not um, I'm not saying the Bible. Like, I didn't say the Bible. I'm like, you did say the Bible. Like that's why I said not the Bible. so, um, I was saying it's in, um, it's in, first of all, it's in history books. It's, you know, Josephus wrote in as, as Jesus, um, and all, you know, multiple other, um, Roman, um, scholars, not even scholars, Roman scribes and so on and so forth. But most importantly, the Lord laid this on my heart, um, while I was, you know, just preparing to respond. I didn't bring this up to him, but, um, but it would have been written in, in um, the pharisaical, in pharisa- in pharisaical um, history books as well, and not even just history books, but it would have been documented that he was breaking certain laws because it was a law. So what do you do with laws? you write you when people break them do do the cops not write you a ticket? Do they not write you citations? do you not does it not go into um, documentation in into wherever you live say I, I live in Woodbridge and I broke a law in woodbridge that would have been written down. That would have been documented. Jesus was breaking laws on the Sabbath not just because it was the Sabbath, but because look, you're going to know that I did these miracles and they're documented. Sorry if I'm getting the sniffles. And for the reminder, sniffles is not um, an indication or a symptom of COVID-19. <laughs> just, just a reminder. But pray for me any, anyhow. Um, verse 18. For this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus never said he was God. Fam, is that so? No. Jesus was always saying that he was God. <laughs> he was always I'm he was constantly saying that he was God. We we only 5 chapters in. There's so many more to go. He was always saying that he was God. Verse um, 19, therefore, Jesus answered and was saying to him, truly, truly, and he about to get in his bag. Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he says, unless it is something he sees the father doing for whatever the father does these things the son also does in like manner i was asking god like back in the day i said lord break this down to me like very simply and the lord did just that i the lord told me he's like what is jesus i said jesus is the word he said i do what i say i'm gonna do period (laughs) there it is god's word is bond So Jesus being the word has to do whatever his father is doing because he's the word of whatever his father says. I'm the word. I'm the word. I put, I put feet to these actions. I put feet, I put actions to these words. So, you know, that is true. My word is my bond and my son is proof that my word is my bond. Truly, truly, I say to you, the son, let's say this. Let's say it like this. Let's say it like this. Thank you, Lord. Truly, truly, I say to you, the word can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. I'm going to, if I'm doing, if the father is doing it, I got to I'm proclaiming it. I'm the word for whatever the father does. These things the word also does in like manner. For the father loves the word and shows him all things that he himself is doing. Okay. So what is, what is the, what is the word of, what is Jesus? If if, if the word of God, if our actions aren't put forth, you know, If Jesus is the word of God and there's no actions put forth, what is it really? Truly, truly, I say to you, I've got to read it again. The son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, these things the son also does in like manner. Jesus is God. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. I'm only doing what... I see the father doing because the father and I are one. (laughs) We are one. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. And the father will show him greater works than these so that you will marvel. For just as the father raises the dead and gives them life. Even so, the son also gives life to whom he wishes. Do you know that you were chosen? If you are a believer, you are chosen by Jesus. And if you're not a believer and you want to accept Christ right now, you can. And then the moment you accept Christ right now, the moment you accept Christ right now, the moment you accept Christ, which I praise right now, like you then too will know that you are chosen. Well, what if I don't believe? Well, we pray that you will believe. <laughs> but but what if, but I don't believe right now. Well, do you want to believe? Yes, then believe. Okay, okay, I believe. Okay, then you were chosen to believe. That's the sovereignty of God. Excuse me. <laughs> Whoa, that sneeze hurt. <laughs> That's the sovereignty of God. You know, the Bible says um, in Ephesians, it says, I've chosen chosen you before the beginning of time um, in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. I've chosen you before the beginning of time. This is Jesus choosing us. Remember, before the beginning of time, when Jesus created the heavens and the earth and all of that type of stuff, he also chose who would and wouldn't be saved. Well, we're getting into election and all of that type of stuff, but... But we've already we we've already talking we've already spoke about that. It's okay. Well, well, what if I'm not chosen? Well, do you want to be chosen? Yes. Well, then believe. Okay. Or well, do do I want to do you want to be chosen? No. The, okay. Then what are we talking about? The, why do you care? Although you should care. Verse twenty one. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life. Even so, the son also gives life to whom he wishes. For not even the father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the son. Remember, Jesus, he's coming back to judge. He's like, I didn't come to judge. I'm not coming right now to judge. But when he comes back, he's going to come to judge the living and the dead. For verse 22, for not even the father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the son. So why? Why, God? Why did you give all judgment to Jesus? So that all will honor the son, even as they honor the father. He who does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. Again, Jesus is saying that he is God right here. You will, So I'm I I'm God gave me the power to judge people so that y'all can honor me like like God. Why? Because I am God. (laughs) But you should know me as God. But but how can you be God? I have the same authority as God. God gave me the power to judge. We on the same level. It's not it's not it's not a hierarchy. There's not a hierarchy in the Trinity. There's not a hierarchy in the triune God. It's not God. Then Jesus, then the Holy Spirit. It is God one, Jesus one, Holy Spirit one. Get that out your head right now to make more sense. Verse 23, so that all will honor the son, even as they honor the father. He who does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. He who does not honor the son does not honor the father. Father who sent him. I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. Or I believe that Jesus was a good man, but I I believe that he was a prophet. I believe that he was a good teacher. I believe this, that, and the third, but I don't believe that Jesus is God. I don't. Be- then you're not honoring God, who you say that you believe in, by not honoring His Son as God, and not honoring His Son, who God sent. Well, I want to know who God is. You got to go through his son. I want to know who God is. Well, I'm showing you. I'm showing you who God is because I'm doing everything that God is doing. I'm doing everything that God does. I am him. What if God was one of us? Just a slob like one of us. I came down. I'm not a slob like y'all and thank God that I'm not a slob like y'all because then if I was, I wouldn't be able to save y'all because God needs a perfect sacrifice and I am a perfect sacrifice, but I did come to be one of y'all so that y'all would know who God is. Jesus is the bridge. He is the bridge between God and man. He is the God man. And he loves the broken. He loves the broken. Hence, healing that man who couldn't walk. Hence, healing you and I, if we are believers in Christ Jesus, who could not walk with him. He loves the broken. God loves the broken. Verse 23, so that all will honor the son, even as they honor the father. He who does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. There's no getting around it. There's no getting around it and try as you might. There's so many people I'm like, man, you really trying to get around this whole Jesus is God thing. And not even just that you are trying to get around this whole Jesus thing. You are really trying to get around. Well, I, I can get to God without Jesus so I can reach this level of, of spirituality without Jesus. I could I can do this without Jesus. No, you cannot anything holy anything good you cannot do without god and you can't do it without his son because that is how you get to god i love god but i'm not too fond of jesus well then you don't then you you have no part with god you have no part with god You notice people, they don't trip off of God. Like you, you say, like, that's why a lot of people, they be like, "I believe in God. I'm like, well, no, 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 no. Do you believe, do you believe in Jesus? It's not hard to believe in God. It's a divine thing to believe in Jesus. Truly verse 24, truly, truly I, people don't have a problem with God. They don't have a problem with God. They, the, the Lord says in the in the in the Bible in Romans chapter nine, it says, "For I have set up in Zion a a a, a rock of offense and a stumbling stone, a stumbling stone and a rock of offense." Guess guess who that rock of offense? Guess who that rock of offense is? It's Jesus. Guess what that stumbling stone that you stumbling on is? Your way of doing things, your law, and the law that you think that you're supposed to keep and whatever your self-righteousness. Let's cut to the quick, your self-righteousness, our self-righteousness, mine too. That's what keeps us from coming to him. What if this man, what if this man at this pool was like, nah, bro. That's why Jesus asked him. Thank you, Lord. I told y'all I was going to come back to it. (laughs) That's why Jesus asked him. He said, man, do you want to get, do you want to be healed? That man could have said yeah, but I'm gonna get healed by my own way thank you oh i'm I'm gonna do it my own I'm gonna do it my own way i'm I'm gonna continue to wait here i'm i'm gonna just I'm gonna just wait till I'm the first the next time I'm gonna be right at the edge of it and so as soon as the angel, and I'm not gonna fall asleep as soon as the angel come I'm gonna just drop down in the pool and I'm gonna be the first in there i'm gonna do it my own way that's how I'm gonna get healed the G, the man said, God, Jesus said, yo, do you want to be healed? It is through me how you get healed. Oh, well, I, this year, in 2020, in 2021, I'm going to be a better person. In 2020, in 2021, because uh, half of y'all think that 2020 is a wrap anyway. It's, all, it's only March, and y'all just think that the world is coming to an end anyway, which it is, but not as quickly as y'all might think. But, you know, I am oh." Oh, well, well, this year I'm gonna do this. This year I'm gonna love more. This year I'm gonna be around family more. This year I'm gonna do this. This year I'm gonna do that. And it's like, fam, you going you trying to you trying to find your way to whatever level of spirituality, whatever level of perfection you think it is. Your own self-righteousness. Truly, truly I say to you, when truth, when you ever see, you see truly, truly, Jesus means it. You'll see it in in Scripture. You'll say, verily, verily, it's the same thing. Truly, truly, I see. I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life. Not just not, not just later. Not just later, but now. You have eternal life now. Do you know that you have eternal life now? If you believe in Jesus, eternal life starts now and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. We're no longer dead. And we'll find we'll find out later um, next week when we go further into this chapter. It talks about um, how he's come to save the dead. Like if we are those who aren't believing in Jesus, those who have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they are walking dead. It's not just a show. It's not just a show on whatever uh, network. This is, they are walking dead. We we don't have life. Remember we said earlier, remember in chapter one, we read, he said, in him was life. In, In him was light and in him was life. You don't have life without Jesus. You don't. So many people, they, they looking for, they look at, you just see it. You see it. You see the stuff that, that, that people continue to hunger after it's just so apparent you, you, you on Instagram, you're on Facebook and you just see the stuff that people are hungering after like, Oh, you, you just got a party you just got to party. So some people will risk their lives and other people's lives to continue to go out and party and to party with other people because of this emptiness that they had, this void that they had, or the, the oh, well, you see a shot, take a shot. And certain people, they taking multiple shots. Like, well, dang, how many challenges you got to be a part of? It's smack dab in your face. You don't have to search far to see people's vices and to see people's wickedness, and to see and to see what people really are hungering after right now, well, and what people are, in a way, detoxing un un what uh, well against their own volition, involuntarily detoxing and having to detox from for these next two and three weeks. Myself included, I'm not. I'm not above reproach, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But that is. That's what I'm saying, man. It's, it's him, and he is. And, and is what I've been saying about about thirsting after him. And it's like, look, drink after me, drink of me, and you will never thirst again. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me believes him capital h who sent me capital m has eternal life and does not come into judgment so there's two different judgments so we as believers we we're going to be judged We're gonna be judged by what we did for Christ once we became believers. So, so we're not even about to go through that whole judgment of like, well, you sin this and you sin that, and then what do you have to say for yourself? That's not that's not what we're going through. People who don't believe, they gotta get their own account. They gotta be their own lawyers. That's literally what it is. They gotta be their own lawyers, and they're bad lawyers up up against God. They're bad lawyers. Jesus is our lawyer. Jesus is our lawyer, sitting right next to God. He was like, "Oh no, he good. He good." And then for us, it's like only what we do for Christ shall last. Only what we do for Christ will last. That's for each and every last single one of us. Get to know him, please. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Walk in the light, that beautiful light. Um, next week, we will be in chapter or still chapter five, verse 25. And I'm not again, I'm not going to rush this. God is going to take, it's going to take us however long. I'm surprised we in verse, I'm surprised me in chapter five. Okay. Might take half the year. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it will. Might double up since I got time and I got nowhere to be. But at the house is like my little, you know, we might double up. I might see y'all in a couple of days. We'll see. But let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the reading In the hearing of your word. Your word is already blessed. You are the living word. Your word is already blessed. But we ask that you would. um, Add a blessing to the. Um. Well, no, can't even do that. Can't even. Your word says that you will. <laughs> you said your word goes out and it does whatever it is that you have designed for it to do, and it come it won't return unto you void. So, Lord, we trust in your word. Cause us not to be hearers, not just hearers, but doers of your word also. Lord, um, I pray that um even for myself. And, you know, I pray for whatever sickness is trying to afflict me right now in this moment. I pray that you would eradicate it. And I pray for, um, all those under the sound of my voice, Lord God, that those who aren't believing those who are on the, um, those who are on the, uh, the fence about all of this, that they would make a decision and that they would make the right decision that they would come to you. Lord, um, your word says that, um, if you Confess it with your mouth with if you confess with your mouth mouth <laughs> and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. So I just pray that they um that you just accept him and that you say, Lord, I I just want you to be Lord over my life. Lord, we know um cause us to continue to know who you are more and more and this will never end. And we say thank you for that. This is the, truly the song that never ends and We're singing it with the Lamb of God. Um, So we love you and we praise you and we glorify you. It is in your precious Son, Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen. Thank y'all. This is Keith and I pray this helps.